Yeah? Let's prepare our hearts right now. Lord, I pray you prepare our hearts to receive your word, Father God. I thank you that your word does not return void. And I pray as, as Daniel, uh, our worship leader this morning, Father God, for the first time, must I say, and did an incredible job, I just pray that you'd reveal something new to us today, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together for Pastor Jacob. Oh, thanks so much. Gosh. What a, what a privilege to be in the house of God, hey? Just what a privilege. Didn't Daniel do well? Daniel, where are you? you legend. That was good. Hallelujah. Um, we're starting our Christmas series, and what we're really doing is we're, we've got, our, we're looking at, the, we're call, we've called this series The Gift of Change, because who knows that Jesus came to change things. Jesus came to make life better. Jesus came to... Uh, to save mankind he came to change things and and really and we're just going to hit a f- hit this from a few different angles and this morning I want to hit uh hit, hit this from the angle of love and the gift of love and, and I want to talk about how love changes your life or rather I should say how love can change your life it can change your life you have to be a willing participant for it to work and um, it's like this. There's stuff going on. There's a, there's a place in the Bible that says there's nothing new under the sun, that there's nothing new. And, and we, we look at as things progress and we look at our life and we, we see these things, but they are discoveries. See, there was the Wright brothers. They were the first people to have powered flight. They were the first people to take a, 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 an object that was heavier than air and then make it fly on its own power. See, they didn't create flight. They, did, they didn't do that. Actually, we've seen birds flying around for thousands of years before. What they did was they unlocked a secret called thrust and lift. They unlocked, there was a particular code if you like in the universe that God had already put there was already there called thrust and lift and these guys broke cracked the code if you like they were able to put put the things together and they were the ones who were first to unlock the first people because birds have been doing it we see birds take off under their own steam and fly under their own steam all the time but they were the first people to do it so this and then now we, we fly all over the world now we think nothing. Well, gosh, I'd love to get on an aeroplane. I haven't been on one for like two years. Normally, in normal times, we think nothing of jumping on an aeroplane and going to another country, going all the way to the other side of Australia. It just, it's just part of our daily... Because somebody cracked the code. They didn't invent it, though. They discovered it. And there is so much stuff going on in the world that we, we are oblivious to. For example, do you know that butterflies see colors that are invisible to you and me means there's colors and stuff around here that we're not seeing that a butterfly can see it's there but we just don't have the capacity to 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 access it dogs have a nose that is millions of times more sensitive than ours there are smells and information wafting through the air that we have got no idea about we are absolutely oblivious to. 
There are radio waves. This is, this is one that makes it probably a little bit even more simpler for us just to wrap our head around. Is right now, there are radio waves flying through the air. There's Wi-Fi flying through the air. There, there's TV signal flying through the air. And if we have the right receiver, we can pick up on those invisible... We, we, can, access, we, we can crack the code. And then all of a sudden, this thing that we're oblivious to, now we have access to. And, and what we see is that God has put this universe together. And then he's hidden things, not from us. He's hidden things for us. Who knows that come Christmas, our kids are going to have things under the tree and they're going to be hidden. Not from them. They're hidden for them. They're, they're hidden for them. They're, they're there to be unwrapped and discovered. And we're in this point where this book is so pregnant. And, and, and pregnant is the word with amazing things that God has for us. Now, I want us to see this. this uh, we'll, we'll look at it like this. There was a time where the disciples were trying to do something that they'd seen Jesus do. They couldn't do it. And they said, hey, Jesus, why couldn't we do it? And Jesus, he, 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 he some, like we like to think of Jesus as this lovely bloke. And, and I'm sure he was. But I think we have to sort of redefine what our idea of a lovely bloke is. He's like, why, why can't we do this? He replied, because you have so little faith. He's like, basically, why, why can't we do it? Because you're not good enough at it. And that's what his answer was. You're not good enough at it. And he says this, I truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Jesus says, truly, I tell you. What he's saying there is that I am telling you the truth. God is telling you the truth. At this point, we stop and pay attention. This is not an analogy. This is not a simile. This is Jesus being very articulate about something, speaking literally. And he's saying, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Jesus is saying here, you have access to power. You have access to keys that will cause you to operate differently to how you have previously operated. The Wright brothers said, you have the ability to supersede gravity. Gravity was still in place. Gravity was still there, but they unlocked the ability to supersede it. And Jesus is saying here, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can supersede the laws of nature by initiating these other laws which will supersede what you have previously known. Now you start talking like this, people think you're crazy. You know, the radio I mentioned earlier, it was actually really put together by this guy called McConey. And, and he had this idea that you'd be able to send a signal from here to there 
And even though you couldn't hear it, it would st- I would send a signal from here, and then over there, my, my voice could pop up. This is, do you know how outrageous it was at the time? That they, he had this idea that you could send a signal across the English Channel. Do you, do you know how outrageous it was? His friends and family had him put in a mental institution because he believed that this was possible. So when Jesus is saying, truly I tell you, we actually have to leap a little bit in our minds. We have to, we have to lay down our ability to process every step along the way, understand that somebody else has processed that step, all the steps necessary, and we enter in. And Jesus is saying, I'm calling you into this life where nothing is impossible. And this is where it's like, I struggle with this. This bothers me. As a Bible-believing Christian, this bothers me. Because my problem is, is I believe that. I believe it lock, stock and barrel. 100%. I believe that there is nothing impossible for me because Jesus said so. My difficulty comes with the fact that I see a giant disparity between what I'm currently experiencing and what Jesus says. In, uh, in John 14, it says this, uh, John 14, 12, it says, Very truly I tell you, what does that mean? I'm telling you the truth. We're not speaking figuratively here. We are speaking literally. What I'm saying is what I mean. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not painting a picture. I'm telling you clearly the truth. What you have seen me do. Now, by, at this point, the disciples had seen Jesus raise the dead. He, they'd seen Jesus give sight to the blind. They'd seen Jesus manifest the limbs on people, make the lame people walk. They'd seen Jesus doing the phenomenal. And he's saying, very truly, I tell you, you will do even more than this. Because I'm going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name. So the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Jesus is starting to say here, there is no limits to what you can do. There is no limits to what God will do through your life. And again, we're at this point of frustration because I believe that. I read it and I believe it. And my frustration is, is why aren't I seeing it in my life? In John 15, the next chapter down, um, we, 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 read, we read here, uh, If you remain in me and my words remain in, me, in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. We're at this point where we can clearly see that God's plan for your life involves this limitless capacity to manifest heaven on earth. We see that here. We see it. So where's the disconnect? Where is the disconnect? This is where people come up with theology or ideology that says, well, that was for then. Because we see through the book of Acts, we actually see the disciples doing it. You know, we see uh, Peter doing better miracles than Jesus in the book of Acts. He was walking past people and his shadow was just healing them. 
Like they knew which way Peter walked to work and they would put sick people along the way so his shadow would touch them and heal them. Imagine just walking along like, just, this is the, you know, where's the hospital or here? Yeah, well, Peter walks down, you know, uh, he walks down Whitford's Ave on his way to work. So let's just lie the sick people. Oh, I'm not feeling real well. I know where to go. I'll go to Whitford's Ave and sit there while Peter coming to work. And then, boom, thank you, Lord. We don't read about Jesus doing that stuff. Peter did. He did greater work. It's, 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 it's nuts. And we, we start to see it. And, and, and what we find ourselves doing is, oh, well, that was for then because I don't see it in my life. But what we need to do is we need to go back to God and say, hey, God, why aren't we doing this? And you know what Jesus will do? He, he will speak plainly. And he, he replied, because you have so little faith. It's your <laughs> he answered you the same way he answered them. So we want to get to this point where it's like, okay, how, how, how can my life be so radically changed that I'm walking with the mandate Jesus gave me, because who knows that as much as he said that this is possible, when he left, he said, now you go. You go. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. <laughs> His mandate was to go and do what I've been doing. And here we can see you can do it better. And, and so how, how do we step into this change? How do we experience this change? I'm glad you asked. I've already given it away, guys. The, the, if you look on the board, the hint's there on the blackboard. Do you remember blackboards? Apparently, they're not a thing anymore. I'm so old. Love. Love. I'll show you. I, 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 I often work from Ephesians in chapter 3 and verse 20 where it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church in Christ. Right? It says, he w- I, I work from this so much because I feel it calling me. I, I can, I, something inside me connects with this limitless ability. Some, my, my, my spirit won't let me give up on the possibility that God wants to use me in a limitless way. And, and, and so we read the preceding word, the, the preceding verses to this, and it says this. It says, from verse 14, For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all God's holy people to grasp how wide and long and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Now, now that you understand, you receive, you grasp the love that God has for you, now that you're rooted and established in this love and that's your identity and that's your resting place and that's, that's what holds you firm, that's your foundation. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably, now he can do immeasurably more than all you can ask or imagine. Now, it comes from this place of being established in love. But it doesn't. Now, this is. So I've, I'm. I, I, I was trying to think last night as I was sort of meditating on this message, because I saw something the other day. 
when I was reading the Bible, I saw something I'd never seen. And not, not to try and be boastful, I've read this book through, I reckon, cover to cover, maybe 10 or 15 times just reading it through. But if you put it all together, I've probably read it through a lot more than that. But the New Testament, I would say, I would have read a few hundred times, maybe, I would say conservatively, maybe 500 times through, right through the New Testament. And I've never seen this before. And for the first time, I saw this the other day. Jesus said here, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. They will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Down to the next chapter, 15 verse 7, says this, If you remain in me and my words remain, it's a continuing, it's the same in the same context. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish for and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. What he's saying here is the key to walking in this limitless power, the key to walking in answered prayer is to remain in his love. We read earlier that the key, part of the key is to receive his love. And then he's saying here, remain in it. But then he clarifies how to remain in it. How to remain in it. It says this. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I've kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. Now this does not mean this is how you stay loved by God. This does not mean that. This is how you stay inside the love of God. This is how you stay in that sweet spot where you can produce the fruit. If you keep my commands, you will remain in love. And then in verse 12 says this, my command is this. He clarifies, his com- he, he, clarifies the int- he, he gives precise, specific instruction. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Further screws down on it. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. Greater love has no one than this, to sacrificially serve someone else. To put someone else before yourself, to put others before yourself. This is the key. This is the key to the invincible life. This is the key to the infinite life putting others before yourself. The most powerful question you can ask in the, in the universe is how can I help? How can I help? It unlocks the full provision of heaven through your life. 
It changes you from one person going around doing one thing at a time to an agent of heaven who's able to operate doing greater things than Jesus did. Who's able to operate in a life of consistent answered prayer. Who's able to operate in a way that goes beyond your wildest dreams, your wildest imagination, is how can I help? We come into situations, and you want to bring the power of God into it? How can I help? How can I help? The scripture says that faith without works is dead. Sometimes we say, well, I prayed, and I said, well, that's good. But did you help? Actually, the context of the scripture where it says faith without works is dead, it's like, it goes something like this. If you see someone cold and sick, hungry, and you say, get well, be warm and well fed and walk on, you said you wasted your breath. The context of it is, is yeah, we pray, but then we also, how can I help? How can I help? When we start to take on board how Jesus said to lay down one's life for his friend, when we say, how can I put your needs above mine? When we start to do that, love changes us. Love supernaturally fuels us. And I don't mean makes us feel good so we can do it. it, it there's some, you've got to understand these words, guys. In, in Ephesians, it says, uh, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Here it says, Move, uh, speak to a mountain and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Greater things than these will you do. You can ask me for anything and I will do it. This is, this is the sky is the limit stuff, guys. This is seriously the sky is the limit stuff. When we remain in Christ's love, the same way he remained in the Father's love, he went around, the scripture says he went around doing good. He went around, how can I help? Well, there's a dead person there. Well, I can't help much. Well, actually, because I'm remaining in the Father's love, I know that I can speak to that and command life to move in because nothing will be impossible for me. In the same way he says it to you, that he walked in it, he says, well, you can do it as well. Actually, you can do it better. He said, he said actually, you can do it better. You know that Jesus, while he was on planet Earth, had no advantage to you or me. Jesus was, the scripture says that he put his deity aside. He was a human. He walked, is a to totally human. Then he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are walking with every advantage that Christ had on earth. Every advantage. It says that he was tempted in every way, just like you and me. If he came with an advantage, then he wasn't able to die in our place as a man. He had to come with no advantage. He had to conquer hell and the grave with no advantage. This, this gift of love, it has to work. It has to. If it stops, it dies. This is what it looks like. The scripture says, John chapter 3 and verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. His love produced it an action. His love caused him to act. 
His love caused him to sacrifice. His love caused him to put others' needs beyond his own. If we can do this, guys, we unlock. We unlock heaven over our lives. It's simply, I just want you guys to just to learn a, a short phrase. How can I help? How can I help? What can I do? There's an exercise I've done so many many times, and if you've been doing this church for a little while, you would have done it already. But I'm gonna, we're going to do this exercise. I love to do it when we're working from Ephesians 3. It says this. To him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church in Christ Jesus. I'm going to question to ask you, what would you do to help if you couldn't fail? If it was impossible to fail, what would you do to help? So we're, as a church, we're just going to close our eyes right now and we're going to imagine what you could do to help others if you could not fail. The sky is the limit, remember. We've just been learning that Jesus has this infinite life for us. If you couldn't fail, what would you do? How can you help? Who came up with some ideas? Did you have an idea, Rob? What was your idea? Uh, like poverty of thought, you know, thought of it that. Did, did you have a thought, Ash? Yeah, w what was your thought? So we, we we had these ideas, but for those of us who know the, how this works, the scripture here says that he's able to do immeasurably more than all you can imagine. So we've just imagined things, but God's saying he can do more. And can I take it a step further? God wants to do more. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes again. How can I help? If you couldn't fail, God had a plan was to rescue humanity. He sent. It was a pretty grand plan and Jesus said, greater things. Guys, when we ask this question, 
what we're doing. It, it, this is the question God wants us to ask. You know, we so often ask, like, God, what's my reason for being here, God? And we, we, wanna, we want reason. We want this is the question that unlocks your purpose and your destiny. This is the question. This is the question that will change your life. What we're asking is, how can I take your love? God, how can I take your love and give it to others? <laughs> and as God uses you to change other people's lives, do you know what happens? You change. You change. You cannot have the full power of the universe flow through you without it doing something to you. I just think that as we're heading into a season now where, you know what, it is a lot of fun and I really, I really enjoy it. But there's a lot of pressures across the board. You know, in, a, in, a, in an environment where things are intensified, what we actually see is the negative is intensified just as much as the positive. Uh, there are, there's a lot of need. There's a lot of need. And I just want us as a church to be carrying the attitude and carrying the question, how can I help? And from that place, from that place, I know that God will not just change you. God's going to use you to change other people. Amen. I'm going to pray. I'm going to have every head bowed and every eye closed. And if you're online, I guess that includes you as well. First, I want to pray for people who have never made Jesus the Lord of their life. You know, the Bible tells the story of Jesus on the cross, and it says there was, a th there was two thieves next to him. And, and there, was, there came a point where we, one of those thieves who turned to Jesus... And, and he said to him, have mercy on me. And Jesus said, assure, I assure you today you'll be with me in paradise. You know that coming to Christ is as simple as that. It is as simple as asking him to have mercy on us. As simple as asking him to have mercy on us. So if, I'm just going to pray a prayer. I'm going to invite everybody to join me afterwards. Just, just to repeat after me. Dear God, have mercy on me. Forgive me for living life my own way. From today forwards, I choose to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to pray as well for us as a church. Lord, we thank you that this, is, this gospel has no limits. We know that you have no borders, God. We sing and celebrate that fact, but here it clearly says that because we're in you, we have no borders. Because we're in you, we have no limits. Lord, that we would be men and women who ask the question, how can we give your love to others? How can we help? And I just prophesy right now that as we take this attitude, take this posture, 
we're going to start to see God doing amazing things in and through our lives. Can I just say, this is something, and I'm listening and I are experiencing this at the moment, but I, the, the, what, what, this is what's going to happen, is God's going to do some amazing things for you, some full-on things where you've been praying for, for and believing for for years. And, and that's awesome, and you're going to love it, but you're going to be more excited about what He's doing through you. He's going to be doing other things through you that you're going to be more excited about than what He's doing for you. The amazing blessings that you will get will be paled in comparison to the joy you'll get from doing things for other people. God is faithful, church. He's an infinite God, and He calls you to to partner with Him in in, 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 in infinity. He calls us to be partners with Him in, in infinity. Lord, that we wouldn't miss one step, Lord God. We wouldn't miss one blessing. We wouldn't miss one miracle, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Church, we're just going to worship. Uh, I just, just, we're just going to stand. Let's just stand right now, church. And we're going to worship. And what we're going to do as we worship, we're just going let, to let, let this word soak in. Let this word just, just take root. And we're gonna we're gonna sing and we're gonna we're gonna give to God and we but what we're gonna do is we're gonna receive this love and we're gonna let ourselves and our lives be a conduit for this infinite love. We're gonna let it come through us and come out of us to to be the influence on the world that God has called us to be. Let's worship church. Let's worship. Limitless life, Lord Jesus. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. No shadow, no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, we chases me down, fights till I'm found and leaves of ninety-nine. I couldn't learn it. Deserve it, still you give yourself. 